Welcome to the Bird's Eye View Podcast. Jeff McLean of the Philadelphia Inquirer here along with Zach Berman. And uh, we are here just outside London. We're playing London Column by The Clash. But it's apropos because the team will be playing in London on Sunday at Wembley Stadium. Uh, but we are at the practice facility here in Hazelwood, the London Irish Rugby Club, Zach. And the Eagles are, are they arrived this morning, early this morning. And uh, we'll be practicing here in a few hours uh, right now. Bleary-eyed, probably. Probably bleary-eyed like we are. And uh, Zach, why don't you give them a little bit of an idea, a little taste of what it looks like here at the uh, London Irish Rugby Club. Yeah, very nice grounds here, as as they would say. We, it, there's, there's blue skies. The temperature is comparable to what it is back home yeah. in, in Philadelphia. Um, we're looking at rugby fields in front of us, but in the distance – we see the football goalposts. The rugby posts are white. The football goalposts, which are makeshift, are in yellow. We see a rugby team practicing in the distance. We see Eagles personnel around us setting up for practice from all different departments, sports science, media relations, equipment. Um, so really kind of putting this thing together. The players will get here in about an hour. I in say. about an hour, yeah. So it's 12 uh, British summertime right now, 12 uh, p.m., and uh, that means it's 7 a.m. back there in Philadelphia uh, where you guys are listening, or most of you. I guess there'll be a few uh, of the Brits listening to our podcast, I hope. But, uh, yeah, Doug Peterson will, will talk in about an hour, and then after that the pra- team will practice about 1.30. They'll go for about two hours, and then Carson Wentz and the rest of the team will be available to reporters uh, off the field. That'll be the access mostly today for the for the media. But, um, you know, it, it, they're, what, staying about 30 minutes away. They're not yeah. in – again, they're not in uh, London uh, proper. Um, it's very much a business trip for them. I yeah, mean, I mean, it is. I, I think if you go to Big Ben this weekend, you're not going to see – you know, the Eagles kind of watching. Yeah. Um, again, I, my joke, to see the rugby players out there, Zach, it, I wonder if Jordan Mailato may want to jump in with them and show them, show them a thing or two about how to play uh, play that sport. Uh, maybe maybe a few of them want to actually, you know, throw the football around, maybe see if they can uh, catch a workout with the Eagles. No, this is a bad joke. Uh, anyway, yeah, so um, – that's pretty much it. And then tomorrow, I guess a few players have some appearances, but they'll, they'll do the walkthrough probably in the morning. They'll probably have some meetings. Uh, but as you mentioned, again, business trip, there'll be uh, not much time to socialize and go out and explore the city. Maybe a little bit, but for no. the most part, because they're so far from downtown, I'm not really sure they'll be able to get to do that. And I have a story coming out uh, in Sunday. It'll be, it'll be online uh, this, this weekend about the preparations that the Eagles did and to that point, they really wanted to make this as comparable to Philadelphia as they could. It's it's not like they're bringing the players here to experience London culture. They ship things out here since August. Everything from food to uh, toiletries to equipment. Um, if you use it at the Novacare Complex, they have it here for you in London. How high maintenance is that? I don't think it's high maintenance. Come, I, I, come explore a different culture. <laughs> I mean, players are, are, are routine-oriented, so I can get it. I mean, they're, they're uh, here to try to win a game. So. No, I get it. It's all about football, and certainly the fans uh, would um, would appreciate that. I, mean, I should mention all the fans. I mean, yeah, it's are, awesome. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty impressive, the amount of Eagles fans that we've already seen on our flights and just already walking around the airport. My wife uh, checked into the hotel downtown, and she was telling me how it's just Eagles fans standing out um, yeah. Like sore thumbs, probably in this so, city. So you wonder if it's if there are that many or they're just that loud that you know. Because I 
if I, I heard early reports that there's a lot of EAGL Eagles. Yes, well, chance. our colleague Les Bowen came in a day early and, and hit one of the uh, – well, hit the rally, I guess it was. Yeah. There was an Eagles pep rally. Brent Selleck was there. John Dornboss is here. Yeah, so. All right, yeah. Going to be a good experience. My guess is that probably more than half of the Wembley Stadium will be Eagles fans. But it's it's not easy to get over here in terms of time, in terms of money. It's really a credit to these fans that uh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I was talking to fans. You know, this is kind of like their, you know, their summer vacation. You know, just now doing it in October. I'll give you one. But they also did Nashville and Tampa Bay. Yeah, well, that's true. Some of them. I'll give you one. I'll give you one anecdote. When I when I checked in uh, customs uh, to have, you know, my wife and I handed over our passports, and they're like, "Oh, you know, you're here for the game uh, with the Eagles." They're like, "Oh, yeah, tons of Eagles fans." She said she hadn't seen one Jaguars fan yet. Well, that's because they're here. This is ja- Jacksonville's yeah, London. True. Oh. The Jacks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you can compare the fan bases. Anyway, uh, Zach, let's get around to talking to the game. This will yeah. be this will uh, serve as our advanced pregame podcast. Yeah, pregame podcast, and, okay. and yeah, might as well dive right into what what we expect out of this team. Look, I mean, Jacksonville's been here five. This will be their sixth straight year. They've won three of the previous ones here in London. Uh, so they have that down, but this isn't the same team as the Jacksonville Jaguar team that won last year or the year before. They're struggling. Uh, they've lost their last three games by a combined score of ninety to twenty-eight, and the some, first half scores in those games fifty-seven to nothing. Yeah, I mean, which you would think on paper should help the Eagles out. They've struggled <laughs> early in games. It'd be nice to get out on a lead That's the on Jacksonville, but you know, I don't know how much of an advantage having played here before uh, will factor into this game. Maybe a little bit. The Eagles have now done these road trips. You know, I, I, as I wrote my little just um, prediction on the game, you know, how many times have, have the Patriots been through Super Bowl week and did that really ultimately matter? Yeah. No, they won the game. So as long as they come out here and take care of business, do their jobs, uh, I, I'm expecting an Eagles victory over the Jaguars. I think that they just have too many holes. And then I look at that quarterback position, uh, the one that Malcolm Jenkins mentioned last uh, just the other day, uh, in reference to why, uh, when he looks at uh, you know around the league and he just saw it on film himself, starts to wonder why Colin Kaepernick yeah. doesn't have a job. I don't want to change the subjects here, but that was a little bit of a shot at Blake Bortles, who is reportedly on a short leash. We well, got benched last week. They brought in Cody Kessler and they put him back in as the starting quarterback this week. But yeah, that's the matchup that I think favors Eagles the most. And we we talked about uh, the early lead. I think one of the reasons it's important to get an early lead is I don't think Blake Bortles is Cam Newton. He's not gonna throw. He's not gonna throw Jacksonville back. Jacksonville's recipe. They want to run the ball, um, and and they want to get a lead and and, and and kind of pound you out. Not having Leonard Fournette hurts that. Uh, Carlos Hyde's a good back. You know they acquired him a week ago. Eagles are really preparing for him. But Jacksonville doesn't have the same offensive line that they had going into the year, missing some key pieces, in particular Cam Robinson, left tackle. So uh, so I think that uh, the Eagles have the edge when it comes to the offenses. The Eagles haven't scored much this year, but neither has Jacksonville. Familiar face at left tackle in in uh, for Cam Robinson is Eric Flowers. So, you know, you know your offensive line is, is not uh, – great in terms of personnel when Eric Flowers is their left tackle. If you're Michael Bennett or Brandon Graham or well, we know Derek Barnett won't be playing or Chris Long, you know, you probably feel like you can get to Bortles with that guy. Um, real quick, Carlos Hyde. 
Yeah. So when he was in Cleveland, he was only averaging like 3.3 yards a carry, and while the other two guys behind him were averaging like 6.6. Yeah, Nick Chubb's a good player. Yeah, Nick Chubb's a good player, but, you know, it makes you wonder if Hyde is, you know, yeah, hitting I mean, a wall a little bit here. He was productive in San Francisco. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, I, I mean, he's a hard physical runner. I think that's, that's, that's what, what the they want. That's what they want. Right. Uh, so, so that's what we have to watch out for with him. Okay. Um, rest of that offense. Yeah, so they so they lose Marquise Lee in the preseason, big time injury because he was their top receiver going into this year. Uh, they have Keelan Cole, they have they have they have Dante Moncrief. They, I mean, they have some guys there. Some um, guys, they don't, yeah, but, that's all it is, really. But it's not. Yeah, I mean, they're not really opposing imposing per se. They've lost their tight ends. I mean, yeah, a lot of injuries on the offensive side of the ball. But when you look at Jacksonville, it's not their offense that worries you; it's their defense. Yeah, and you know what, the Eagles have injuries themselves yeah. we, we mentioned Derek Barnett he'll be out uh, for the rest of the season Sidney Jones did not make the trip over here so yep. um, you know slot corner could be Dexter McDougal again yeah uh, two other guys didn't make the trip Nate Gary uh, who's out with a yep. knee ankle injury and 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 then the third is Darren Sproles right also out. but Corey Graham did make the trip he now he didn't practice the two previous days so I don't know I mean I think he's a stretch to see him out there no but they don't put him on that plane if he's definitely out so. that's true that's yeah. true so what do you expect to see out of that secondary in terms of personnel same thing we saw last week yeah my guess is the same thing we saw last week. okay yes. so that would be Avante Maddox at, at uh, deep safety yep. and Dexter McDougal in the slot yep Jalen Mills and, and Ronald Darby on the outside yeah, I I think that's that's the way to go. I don't think they want to do much. I don't think they want to do much mixing and matching. Uh, Rasul Douglas, who I've I, I've said they should get some time to. They view him as an outside corner, and I don't think they want to move Mills inside right. Right. Now. Okay. Let's look at the other side of the ball. Um, the Eagles certainly had their struggles last week on the offensive side. I mean, we've we've talked a lot about the defensive. Um, struggles they had late in the game, but they still only scored 17 points despite uh-huh. Carson Wentz throwing for over 300 yards, completing more than 80% of his passes. Yeah, reds on third downs. I did a yeah. uh, did a piece um, film breakdown on some of the problems uh, behind um, or some of the issues behind the Eagles' struggles on, on offense. And, you know, one of them is Nelson Aguilar. They just don't seem to be getting him the ball in space uh, or he's not beating guys. Um, well, I think they're, they're, they're getting them in space. But well, not is, not in space downfield. Yeah, not space downfield. I think that's more of the problem. Everything needs to be everything needs to be yards. But but it, honestly, but not even in space during the line. There, I mean, he has to make someone miss. Yeah. Well, I mean, in some cases, it's more than one guy. I mean, yeah. there was there was a they had one play in RPO set up where there was three defenders that he. Yeah. I mean, like that's not a recipe for success. I so think some Doug of that put falls that on, on Carson, him. but some Doug did put it on himself. He said, yeah. you know, I'm calling those plays. It's not anything to do with him. Yeah. So I mean, and that's fair of him to say. I agree with him. But it also kind of, kind of falls a little bit on Carson too, as well, because Carson's got to make that right that right post snap uh, read. Yeah, I mean, I I really like Nelson Aguilar's skill set. I do down too. The field, um, he's a tough runner too. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, Nelson was a running back when he was in high school, so he he's he's good with the ball in his hands. But I think that he's such a dynamic player. He's someone the Eagles can look for downfield. Okay. Uh, any other changes that we expect uh, in terms of personnel? I mean, the running back position is probably going to be the same as we saw last week with Wendell Smallwood, who missed one day of practice, but that was for just personal reasons. Uh, Corey Clement and Josh Adams, who uh, didn't play two weeks ago against the Giants, or at least didn't get any snaps or any carries. But he was, you know, four carries against the uh, um, – uh, who did they play last week? <laughs> 
last week. Yeah, we're both tired. <laughs> no sleep. No, they lost. They, they put Carolina. They Panthers lost to the Panthers. Week, yes. I'm sorry. sorry. I had a brain fart there. <laughs> the, um, and the Giants the week before they. Beat so I mean, them, yeah. look, they got to get the run game going. I mean, what was it? Two point five yards per carry in terms of the running backs. Yeah, Corey had a bad game. What eight carries, six yards? Yeah, but yeah. it wasn't all him. I mean, look. You know, when when you have seven or an eight blocking, that's that's not going to work, uh, especially when you these running backs just aren't the types of guys who can make that that free guy yeah. miss in most circumstances. Now they can they can get some yards after contact. Wendell's a tough runner. Corey's a tough runner. Uh, I think Adams has that ability. I think he's probably a little more of an in space type of guy. Uh, but they got to get the, the run game going. And this Jaguars defense is, is is strong. This is a good defense. I mean, last year was one of the best defenses in the NFL. Yeah, and 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 you're you're looking at the defensive line. Calais Campbell's a really good player. Uh, defensive MVP defensive last yeah. year. Um, and I I think that their secondary obviously gets a lot of attention. Jalen Ramsey's perhaps the best corner in the league, at least up there. But they're missing AJ Boye, who's really good. And it sounds like Ramsey will likely follow Jeff for the entire game, which is what he's done pretty much over the last two, uh, few years. Yeah, that's what Carson Wentz thinks is going to happen. Yeah, Yeah. so, I mean, that, that should be uh, a good matchup. But, you know, they're not going to shy away from throw, throwing at Alshon. Alshon's playing at a high level. That's going to be a heavyweight match. Sure, but I still think the, the place to challenge the Jags' defense is going to be the middle of the field. If you have Zach Ertz in fantasy football, I'd play Zach Ertz this week. You know, I, I think he's going to be a target. I can see the Eagles going two tight end sets, and as they've been doing throughout the year, it's not it's not new. But focusing on Dallas Goddard too, I think that the, the Jag safeties are where the Eagles are going to challenge more so than Jalen Ramsey on the outside. Yeah, I should note though that Barry Church and Zach Ertz have a history, and Barry Church got the better of Zach Ertz from 2013 to 15 when he was with the Cowboys. Now Zach's a better player. Zach's a better player. Yeah. And Barry Church is the same kind yeah. of guy. But he's a physical safety. And they're usually the ones that Zach has a little trouble with. But I agree with you. Zach right now is playing at an extremely high level. He's certainly in the argument for best tight end in the NFL. 57 catches, over 600 yards receiving. He's on pace to, to shatter, actually, the NFL record for tight ends, uh, receptions in a season. So uh, a lot of intriguing matchups on both sides of the ball. Uh, anything else, Zach, uh, in terms of the Eagles' offense that we should look for? I mean, we talked a little bit about the running game. We talked about Ertz. We talked about Jeffrey. I mean, do you expect Carson to bounce back? I mean, I hate to say yeah. bounce back because he had such a great yeah, game statistically. Great game. Yeah. But, you know, down the stretch there, he wasn't clutch. No, and that's been an issue. No, but you know what? If, if, if you put a list of people I'm worried about on the scene, Carson Wentz is the bottom of the list. I would agree. Um, I mean – if I'm the Eagles, I have the utmost confidence in Carson. This weekend, every week, but especially this week, even with the Jags defense, I think Carson knows where to attack them. Um, I'm expecting a, a good game from, from Wentz. I think the outlier is when he has a bad game, not when he has a good game. Absolutely. Uh, special teams, but that mattered. I mean, Jake Elliott now is only kicking about yeah. 73% of his catch. You know, Doug, Doug Peterson gave him a ring endorsement, says he has zero concern. Yeah, Doug mentioned the wind on that. Um but then Doug also made a point of mentioning how valuable that kick was that they missed. When he says there's blame all around, he said he's mentioned three times this week. I'm sorry, but if you're an NFL kicker, 36 yards. 36 yards. Yeah. I don't care how windy it is. I mean, it's just, there better be a torrential downpour, uh, hurricane gust-like yeah. winds, or or he, snowball. Well, he's he's made seven of eleven, so he's missed four this year. Um, so we'll see. But Jake Elliott. But he, he he earned credibility last year with the way he kicked. So he needs to do it again. Kicking, as, as, as we've seen, Cody Parkey was a pro bowler, 
and then got cut. So we should update the uh, listeners. We, you know, this we, we kind of continued this podcast uh, after Doug Peterson spoke, and he gave a little update. We got on, kicked out. Of yeah, the we area. got kicked out. But but just to give you a little, you run our, We are your renegade reporters because <laughs> there's people all milling around us right now. But just to give you an update on some of the injuries, uh, Haloti not is here. Sounds like he'll be a game time decision again. Yeah. That calf injury seems to be bothering. He did practice today, um, but again, you're you're. You could be down to just three defensive tackles, yep. the second being Trayvon Hester, and the third being Bruce, uh, Bruce Hector. The Hester Hector show. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Corey Grant did make the trip, but I don't think he's going to play. Darren Sproles. Yeah. Hamstring strain. We, this will now be the seventh game that he has missed with a hamstring strain. I don't think in all my years covering the NFL, any sport actually, Zach, that a hamstring strain has kept someone out yeah, of games that long. I think there's a little more there. Than now, we, we asked Doug specifically, yeah. and he said there wasn't. No, not in terms of I, – I just think it's different than maybe what they thought initially. Um, but, no, Doug said it, it wasn't. Um, Sproles, I think they need Sproles back. I, I, I know people are down on Sproles, but I think people have forgotten kind of the element that he provides to the offense. So so I, I, I think uh, – and special teams. So he's someone they need to get back in here. Well, I mean, they're down on him because, he, you know, they brought him back and he hasn't been able to play. He's played a one game. Yeah, but, but I, th- I but agree But they really didn't pay him. I mean, yeah. they – no, but but it's, you look, it's it's roster spot though, and it's part of your plan. I agree with that. Well, I mean, it's a roster spot that now you're wasting seven games on, yeah. and you're wondering, okay, maybe we should have put him IR. But I know they obviously wanted to save some of those other spots for for other possible returns in terms of short term. But um, as you mentioned, I mean, Doug's called him day to day now for over a month. <laughs> he's clearly not. He's day to day like we're day to day. You know, like everyone's yeah, day-to-day. I mean, yeah. but you know, you, he brings the element I think to certainly on third down, pass, cat, you know, yeah, catching pass to the backfield, and certainly he's blocking. Yeah, I, I, I think they, they need that screen game. They haven't had it. I, I thought they were going to get more of it from Corey Clement. They still can. Corey's missing time, as we know. But uh, I, I, I think with, if you get Darren back, it's going to help you on third downs. Third down offense hasn't been as good this year as it was last year. Okay, just to wrap things up here, I mean, you probably can hear some drums in the background. There's a Play 60 event the NFL held uh, for young kids, uh, young uh, Englanders. Uh, and a lot of the Eagles players participated, played sports with them, threw the ball around, uh, whatever. Including, including Jason Peters was out there, and you had a chance to talk to Jason today. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jason says that his bicep is torn. Um, he's just going to have to play through it. Now, I don't know how, how severe it is. Obviously, it's not severe enough to keep him out of there. He says that, uh, you know, he's still coming back from the knee when describing his play. He's like, I'm on 100%. Yeah. You know, it's taking a little while. He's like, I'm not playing the way I want to play, but he says, you know, I feel like I'm getting there. And, you know, that's I think that's a pretty fair, accurate self-assessment of how he's played. He hasn't been playing anywhere near the dominance in which we have seen him play previously. I do wonder if his performance is a little more to do with age than it does with injuries. Uh, that being said, you know, you have to mention them when you're mentioning his, uh, his performance thus far. So your prediction, what do you think? Yeah, I got the Eagles winning 24-20. I got them covering. I think okay. it's a three-point spread. I think it could actually – honestly, I wrote this. I think they could actually break out and put up a fair amount of points on this offense. I just I just still feel like there's still some issues. That's why I kind of hedged and, and didn't say like 28, 29, 30 yeah. points against this Jaguars team. But I just can't see the Jaguars scoring more than 20 points. How about you? What do you see? Yeah, I have Eagles winning this game. Um when the week started, I or when the season started, when the schedule came out, I thought Jacksonville because their experience over here, the way Jacksonville's played recently, particularly on the offensive side of the ball, uh, would have me concerned. I like the matchups uh, that that the Eagles have, especially in the middle of the field. Uh, I I don't expect a big offensive performance, but I expect a good defensive performance. I have the Eagles winning, but not covering. I think I had them. 20 to 19 or so you have a little closer than I do okay great well we'll, we'll, Zach in a few days uh, at Wembley Stadium we'll find out if that isn't true Uh, that is indeed the case 
Otherwise, uh, enjoy. Lo- oh no, you guys aren't in London. We are. Okay, well we're going to. We're going to enjoy have London. Listeners. Yeah, I can't end with uh, London calling because there's a lot of people around here and it's getting cold out here. But thanks a lot for listening to the Bird's Eye View podcast, London edition, and we'll talk to you Sunday after the game.